Autobots Transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is episode 38 of Transformers Armada. It is threatened. This episode was written by Shoji No, 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 not worth it for this one. Yeah, you're right. Uh, The last time on Transformers Armada, Smokescreen turned his back on the Autobots and the kids, and in this episode, we watch Smokescreen turning his back on the Autobot and the kids. Yeah, it's pretty much just a recap of what happened at the last episode and opening bumper. And when we come back, Carlos and Vaughn to, oh, they're angry. Yep, they're throwing away their priceless geological specimens from another planet because they're pissed off at Starscream. And Alexis is even like, those are valuable, you idiots. And then Fred comes in with like a a, a boulder and he's like, I believed in him. (laughs) He just has an absolute meltdown. though. Like It just goes on. Uh, So we then go to the moon and Starscream presents the star. He calls it the Star Saber Sword. That's you look up what saber means there, Starscream. Um, and he <laughs> starts with the shield. a bloody ash. Oh, wait, no, that was Scimitar, <laughs> wasn't it? <Yeah. laughs> but he gives him to Megatron, and I like that Thrust is like, Oh, let me see if the real Starscream's like, Don't you touch it. <laughs> yes, I love how they have it on like this fancy tablecloth, too. Like, there's this white cloth draped over the table, and then Megatron, so he takes it and he's like, One more thing, Starscream, and he like shoves the sword point in Starscream's face, and there's this tense moment, and then he's like, I'm just messing with you. Go get some rest. I think he says, take some time off. Yeah, it's like, oh, you should have seen the look on your face. <laughs> now, okay, Paul, this was the moment where I thought, oh, no, everything is going to go to shit. And not in the context of Starscream's plan, in the context of this show in general, they're going to biff it here and fuck everything up and completely drop the ball. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Nothing that we watched is going to matter anymore is, at all. Up until this point, might as well not happen. Yeah. Exactly. So anyway, uh, we, then we go back to Hotshot and he's, oh, whatever. He's shooting at stuff because he's angry too. Yeah, he's just emptying the clip on this practice target. And outside the base, Alexis seems to be taking Starscream, training them pretty hard too. And sure shocks with her and he bleeps something and that seems to cheer up a little bit. When Hotshot was shooting, Sideswipe calls him brother, which yeah. comes up more and more. Why? Sorry, I made the mistake. I asked why with Transformers Armada. <laughs> anyway, we go back to uh, the Decepticons in the moon, and Starscream yanks Thrust, or he confronts him in a hallway and yanks him outside. Uh, and Demolisher sees this, and he goes and he tattletales on the Megatron, who doesn't seem to care that Thrust and Starscream are blatantly working on something. This is like, yeah, he's like, all right, fine. I think Megatron thinks, you know, they're going to go outside and settle this. He's like, great, tell them not to come in until somebody's bleeding. Like, let them kill each other. I don't care. It builds character. <laughs> Back to work. <laughs> so, we well, do go outside, and they kind of, well, they don't fight, but Starscream draws a sword and holds it at thrust, um, and he's like, what's going on here? Like, you said you had a plan, and now I'm just giving everything to Megatron. What's going on? And thrust is like, oh, uh, it is the plan, because you're so smart and brave and uh, strong and handsome and 
and you're the only one that can lead the Decepticons. Yeah, and he's like, remember what happened with the three artifacts when they came together and there was that giant release of energy, which for some reason isn't happening right now, even though they're sitting within a few feet of each other on the same table. Like, it'd be funny if the tablecloth is what kept that from happening. Like, they can't touch linen, otherwise they don't work. <laughs> the tablecloth is actually the 10th Minicon. Yes, that keeps the, the balance in order. The <laughs> most boring Transformer ever. And then the, you do the waiter thing where you rip the tablecloth out from under it, and that's what sets it off. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, Starscream, he buys all this, um, and he walks away, and then th- um, Sideways is there all of a sudden, and uh, they, they talk about the Hydra cannon. Yep, all they need to do now is put this thing together, and back on Earth, Rad's up late watching Min Man, it's a Robotech reference, and then it's a game show, Tree Falls on the Road, and uh, <laughs> then it's the weather lady from that episode that had Kelly the weather Baumgarten. lady. Yeah, that was her name. Yeah, she <laughs> mentions a comet. Um, and then we go to Alexis and she's still mopey. She just, the, Alexis's character in this entire episode is mope. Pretty much, yeah. And she's holding her Mars rock and thinking about Starscream. And now with the Autobots, Hotshot wants to attack the Decepticons now because they have all three artifacts and it's only a matter of time before they come knocking. Yeah. Uh, Jetfire's like, you know, I think we can do this. And Optimus, because it's Gary Chalk, says, well, I don't know about that. And then Sideswipe says, look, there's no way we can do it. We apparently have a spaceship. I, maybe I missed this, Paul, but I guess they have a spaceship too. Yeah. Well, that's not finished. And we can't take the warp gate because he, he... It'd be like going into a tunnel with no exit, he calls it. Yeah, which, uh, whatever. Um, at least they're explaining things, kind of. But yeah. Hot Shot's like, okay, Sideways, you and I will go build the spaceship then. So they just run <laughs> yes. off to build a spaceship. <laughs> Why were you doing that at the beginning, guys? Well, exactly. And then Jetfire offers to fly the ship to the moon once they get it finished, I guess. But Optimus tells him no, because your anger towards Starscream is clouding your judgment. So if they do get the thing flying, they're just going to leave Jetfire standing there. <laughs> like, yeah, we'll be back. Don't worry. Like, yeah, yeah. Optimus really, I don't know what his deal is. I, again, I don't know if this is Gary Chalk making it dumb or <laughs> the writers giving him shit lines. But Optimus is still on this idea that all the Transformers are going to get together and hug and kiss and be friends. Pretty much. And uh, not even pretty Optimus- much. He he says, like, I still hope for the day where we'll all have peace and we'll all... He, he says something like, I know Starscream is a Decepticon through and through, yep. but don't give up on him. <laughs> yeah. Well, why not? You just said he was a fucking Decepticon He's through a and through, Optimus. He's a killer and a hardened yeah, Decepticon. Fuck. He doesn't sort his recycling, but we have to give him a chance. Yeah, commercial break. And when we come back, Thrust has all the artifacts ready to go into this machine. I guess this was his project he was working on. Sure. And the thing they'll get out of this is the Hydra cannon, and it's called that because a Hydra has nine heads, and this thing is made of nine minicons, and it's Greek mythology, which they know about on Cybertron. Yeah. Also, some miss of the Hydra, it had um, five heads. Yeah. It had everything between five and nine, I think. Also, he calls it a dragon, and the Hydra was a serpent, so they don't even know their Greek mythology. So if they don't <laughs> know their Greek mythology to that degree, where did the term... John, calm down. Uh, we go back to the Earth, and uh, Hotshot is, says to Carlos, hey, we're leaving. Bye. Like, we're ditching Earth. See ya. So, yeah, the Autobots, they're out of here. But yeah. then uh, Rad sees Alexis tearing up when they mention Starscream. <sighs> Who cares? Um, Fred <laughs> then suggests they go watch the comet, and uh, Rad talks to Alexis. My notes here just say boring. Um, <laughs> then the surface of the moon cracks open, and... The Decepticon spaceship comes out, and I will, this is the one positive thing I can say about this episode, is it's a pretty cool-looking spaceship. Oh, yeah. 
I thought so. But I guess this is the spaceship the Minicons were building before. But uh, the engines can't take the strain, Demolisher tells them. But he, he increases the output by like 120%, 130%. Like he just keeps going up till he gets to 190. And that, that was enough, I guess. They managed to blast off. No, 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 that wasn't enough. Because after 190, Paul, he says, we now have maximum power, which would have been 100%. Where And okay, and also they, they keep cutting to the three mini, or the not the three minicons, but the three artifacts, the nine minicons, all clumped together and glowing. So yeah. are they powering this ship? Like, is that the power source for the whole thing? Yeah, I thought that was just the thing that made the weapon. Oh, wait, let, let me check my notes. Let me check my notes. Uh, oh, doesn't fucking matter. That's the my, my notes. <laughs> yeah, back on Earth. Kelly ba- Kelly Baumgartner, right? Yeah. yeah, she reminds us to tune into her station for live coverage of the comet. And when she finishes her segment, she looks at all the people with the, the telescope set up looking at this comet. And she's like, I wonder if they're looking for a free ride on the mothership. And I'm thinking, is that a Heaven's Gate reference? Because that was only like five years before this. Oh, okay. I See, I didn't even go there. I thought she was just being a, a kind of a dick. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, she's clearly not all that, you know, impressed with the story she's been assigned to report on. Oh, no. And there's more stuff later in this episode where she hates her cameraman. But but then there's a scientist at the research station. His name's Polly, I guess. And, uh, he wants a nap. And then back on the Decepticon ship, Thrust has found the perfect target to test this fucker out. The Comet. And Megatron says, Starscream, why don't you fire it? So the front of the ship opens. Okay. There's one other thing I'm going to say. It's only kind of an asterisk on the first thing. Because when the front of the ship opens to reveal what I have to assume is the Hydra Cannon. Yeah. Even though it's not the Minicons. It's just a different thing powered by them yeah whatever (laughs) um but the way the front of the ship opens i think it looks really cool i could see it giving somebody what's that fear of holes like tripophobia tryptophobia something like that maybe nope (laughs) never heard of that one i'm sure it's a thing well dear listener if you have whatever that phobia is don't watch this part of the episode (laughs) it'll keep you up at night uh, but, yeah, down on the Earth, the kids are looking at the comet like we did back in 1997 at the hale Bob Comet. Remember that thing? That was Yeah, bright. I do. And uh, the boys are all really excited, but Alexis tells them she's going to go home now. Yeah, Rad tries to stop her to say, hey, don't leave. This felt like they were almost trying to force... Like, the other three have become kind of the three stooges. Rad and Alexis are the mature ones, and maybe they'll have the relationship if they're yeah. trying to push that. Way too late in the uh, series. Oh, yeah. But, um... Yeah, the the Decepticons shoot the comet and it kabooms and it just blows up and illuminates the entire sky. Oh, it's absolutely stupid amount of energy and Thrust says they need to fire the rear engines to counteract the force from the weapon and in Cambridge, England, Sir Isaac Newton popped out of his grave and says, That's what I've been saying! (laughs) Nobody listens to what I'm saying! So uh, the Autobots track the energy blast and or the source of it, and they find the Decepticon ship and realize, oh, we're fucked. And then Megatron decides we're going to turn the Hydra Cannon on the on Optimus. And Starscream points out that shooting the Autobot base would destroy the Earth as well. And Megatron's like, yeah, probably. Who cares? What's your point? Yeah, uh, they move into position. Uh, you know what? Here is another thing I do want to say. The, the shot of the ship moving into like high Earth orbit... Is another one of those would have been a cool 1970s rock album pictures. There's a, oh, yeah. the sun coming over the air. Anyway, <laughs> um, they get in orbit and Starscream's having this whole like crisis of conscience of he, I, he doesn't seem to give a shit about the Autobots, but he doesn't want to kill humans now. Yeah, exactly. He's like, oh, what can I do? I can't let this happen. 
Sideswipe tells them the Decepticon's warp gate has been sealed, so Hotshot says, well, we can just use ours to get there, but Sideswipe says that'd be like going into a tunnel with no exit. So the Autobot warp gate can send them out, but not bring them back? That's kind of a Stargate reference. Except they come back after warping somewhere all the time. It doesn't show them doing it, but we've seen these guys all over the friggin' planet looking for minicons, and they always get home. They even got back from the moon before. How did they do that? It doesn't matter how they did it before, but I can tell you how they can do it this time. The Decepticon warp gate. If you're going in for a preemptive strike against an enemy that has a doomsday weapon, you're pretty much committed to getting the job done when you get there, or don't worry about coming home. Failure's not an option. If you manage to defeat Megatron, then you've got all day to unseal the warp gate. If you don't defeat Megatron, then you're dead and you don't need to worry about it. Which begs the question, how do the Decepticons keep getting back to the moon if these things are one way? Sure, some of them can fly, and we did helicopters in space the death of Springer and G1, but why can't the Decepticons put up the same kind of shield the Autobots have around their base to keep enemies from... Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. The episode was Threaten. Paul, what would you like to threaten this guy? Can we just agree this was not a good episode? It was not a good episode. I did not really care for it. The kids especially, I did not care for Like, where they're throwing the rocks around. Oh, I can't believe Starscream betrayed us. No, boo-hoo. Yeah. Like, you know what? Okay, I get that. There, you need that emotional moment of like, how could he? But yeah, it it just nothing about it felt meaningful, and it like it feels like the they're kind of the writers are just saying, ah, fuck it for the last part of this series, <laughs> like that because that whole concept of whoever has the most minicons wins is gone. Yes. We didn't mention it, but Thrust actually says to Megatron, hey, now that we have these three things, let's just go back to Cybertron and take it over. Yeah, but the Autobots have dozens of them, so the, that <laughs> didn't matter. The thing that we've spent thirty-eight fucking episodes watching, just they're throwing it out the window. That more than anything pissed me off. Well, yeah, it's like. The Autobots have an army of these guys. Like, do something with them. And, you know, okay, there was a little bit of tension at the end with Starscream. I I kind of liked that he didn't care about the Autobots. It was the kids. But they they pushed that emotional connection for, like, an episode and a half at most. Yeah. So I don't really care enough. If that had been the last five or six episodes, and if Starscream had have become nice instead of just going, Oh, nobody here gets me. Then I might have cared, but yeah, it's just, it's, this is, this really makes me think the writers had no clue what they were doing when they started the series. It was just, eh, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Well, they haven't yet. I don't think they ever did. <laughs> uh, th- what's the next episode we're going to watch, Paul? Crisis. Oh, if you want to see a crisis, listen to Paul and I talk about this show. <laughs> That wasn't even funny, but uh, we are where you can find us on Twitter. Maybe. Maybe. Um, <laughs> I'm at John Soby. Paul's at P McPherson1. You can also contact the show via email, transformersnitpickers at gmail.com. Yeah, make sure you rate and review us in your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with, and tell all your friends, tell everybody you know. You can tell them that they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com. And until the next episode, keep on transforming! Morning, fella. Me. See you later. Your anger towards Starscream is clouding your judgment.